Welcome to Talk Story. We talk same topics and talk about it. Joining us today is a very special guest, Ishmael. So, What's going on? With that being said, this is our very first, I want to welcome you to the very first ever Talks and Talk Tuesday exclusives. And our first Talks and Talk Tuesday exclusive is Ishmael. So go ahead and introduce yourself. You are not, you are fam you are a familiar face to the table. So go ahead and just. What's going on? My name is Ishmael Nehemiah from Johnson City, Tennessee. Hip hop, R&B, soul artist, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I'm here with my man Joe. Uh, gonna have a good time on Toss and Talk. And I'm glad you having me again. I appreciate it, bro. No problem. Okay, so how are you doing? I'm doing good today, man. It's a lovely day. I'm doing good. How you doing? I can, I, I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing good. Life. I said it earlier. Life, life is life. Life be life, <laughs> but you gotta keep going and keep aspiring to the top. Mm -hmm. And I'm always trying to elevate myself because I don't think I learned. And we said it this week. God cares less about growing. God cares less about your comfortability and cares more about your growing your character. Yep. Because I can tell you, when I first got here, I was uncomfortable. And like when I say I was crying for three days straight, mm. I was like, like my mom wasn't here. My cousin's like my best friend. Like we was laughing when she wasn't here. It was hard. Like I didn't know nobody. All I knew was Chantel. She was sitting right next to me at the garden. Chantel. Mm. All I had was Chantel. That was our first friend here. And I had to build for my build friends. And I want to first ask you, name a time in your life where you felt uncomfortable. Um you know, I have a problem with getting uncomfortable. So one of the first times it was last year where I got very uncomfortable is uh, I traveled alone to a new state to do a performance for um, it was for Vans actually. So I went to Chicago and I, it was the first time I ever flown on a plane as well. So I did all, all the traveling, the, the flew on a plane and everything. And it's the first time I ever done a lot of this shit. And I did it by myself. And it was very uncomfortable, but I knew it was something I needed to do in order for me to um, to grow. Like you said, I knew I needed to grow. And, you know, it was conversations that I was having with myself and God to where I said, this is the year where I'm going to get uncomfortable. And I'm doing the same thing this year. Uh, that was one of the first things I did. Kind of did that the entire year. Getting up on stage for me is never really very comfortable. It's gotten more comfortable as I've been doing it more. But I think actually last year was one of the first years um, I did my solo career. Uh, I've been a group with my brother, mm -hmm. so I had to get on stage by myself. Um, mm. I had to do a lot of promoting my music and everything else just by myself. And that was very uncomfortable as well, because I always I'm very used to having my brothers by my side and working with them. And so the whole entire last year with my music and being in artist development was uncomfortable. For that's just one example. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I take freezing cold showers now. After oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I do like a really, a really hard workout, and then uh, I'll take a freezing cold shower, and that nah, shit's really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's a level that I will. That's that's too far. That's uh, my mom says you should take. My mom told me I should take cold showers, but that's not happening. It's it's. Uh, I heard it's better for you than hot showers. I heard that. 
Well, yeah, apparently there is health benefits. And I don't even really do it for that. I guess the, at this moment in time, I've been trying to, like, callous my mind to uh, uh, endure and do things that I don't want to do sometimes. Mm. Like a damn workout or whatever. So, I don't know. Uh, I think there's always beauty in getting uncomfortable, too, because there's always a growth in that. Character development, for sure. And putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and enduring that uncomfortable situation. Coming out on top. So you're from John City, right? Yeah, I'm from you're John City. You're from John City. So tell me about like growing up here, especially like as a black man of color, living and being a man of color, and also singing hip hop music. Yeah. So um, go ahead and just talk about your experiences, like, and especially you went to. I know your school was majority white, wasn't it? Yeah. So tell me, like, that start of like growing up around there. How did you adjust? How did you make your own way through? That's what I'm trying to say. Well, as far as the music goes. And how I thought it would be growing up around here. I was in a church choir when I, when I was younger. Um, so, and my dad is not from here. He's from New York. And he brought a lot of his old school vibes to, to the crib. So I was surrounded by a lot of old school music. I was always singing. They put me into um, orchestra when I was in elementary school. So I was playing the violin. Later on, I kind of got in a band in middle school. Uh, yeah, in middle school, I got in a band. Um, so music was always a part of my growth development growing up here in Johnson City, thankful to my parents and whatnot. Uh, growing up in school, <sighs> elementary school, uh, I didn't pay too, too much attention to what I was around, who I was around as far as color went, but I do realize that all my friends were definitely, I had black friends. I was just chilling with black people. And I, that was just naturally how I guess it was for me. Middle school, I started to meet all kinds of kids from different schools and shit. And I was, made some white friends. Got cool, a lot of white kids. And high school, it was very different. It wasn't, I wasn't around black people like I was back in the day. As far, yeah, I, w I was definitely not around a lot of black people. I was, but I wasn't. I still had black friends. I still kicked it with them, but I had a lot of white friends at this point, too. Um, I was like a class clown at this point in school, and I was always making white kids laugh. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, this is an area where well, obviously it can be racist. And it can also be ignorant to where I feel like people can say things to you. They don't know no better, but a lot of them did know better. And they, some did mean harm. And there was, I, I experienced a lot of racist stuff, of course. And a lot of times I was weak and I didn't say things that I shouldn't say. Uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of racist BS. Um, making music in high school was terrible to do because anyone that I grew up around in high school that tried to put out music and mind you this is a white kid high school this is not a bunch of niggas supporting you <laughs> when you are a high school rap artist um, you get made fun of and just see what it is so I was kind of scared to even let people know that I was into music no one knew I was into music in school in high school and stuff like that nobody knew that they probably didn't know I even grew up 
being surrounded by music. And I kind of surprised, suppressed that without even realizing it, just because I was scared to, to express myself through my music. Um, so it took a while for me to really, I don't think I even put anything out until I graduated high school. That's the first time I released music. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Senior year of high school, I said, fuck, I'm going to drop music. <laughs> uh, but I mean, uh, so with those, I guess both those experiences together made me into who I am today. And I had too much meekness going on that kind of, I'm still developing myself pretty much is what I'm saying. You know, I'm becoming more of a astute with saying how I feel and being okay with who I am to express myself through what I do. Because growing up, it was hard to do that. I won't lie. Uh, I, I didn't want to show who I was and how I felt in a lot of different situations where I should have probably spoke up or I should have not been afraid to be myself. I wouldn't even play sports in the school because uh, I had a lot of confidence issues growing up. I was not confident in myself. So even though I knew I could do something, when I got around other people who could do things good like that, like playing basketball or something I always wanted to do, I just, I, I don't know. I never had the confidence to go out there and really compete like everybody else. So I held myself back. That's like one of the self-sabotaging things we were talking about the last week. So, yeah, yeah. It was very uncomfortable growing up here. It was uncomfortable in a lot of different ways. But that uncomfortableness made me comfortable with being not who I am, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I'm very comfortable mm -hmm. with not more or less talking my shit, more or less going out and, and like, I'm more introverted than extroverted. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any, there's nothing wrong with me. I should be around people and showing who I am and uplifting spirits if I can or whatever. I don't think I, I have negative attributes to me to where, like, if I get around people, I'm bringing people down. But yeah, I was afraid of that shit going up, for sure. So that was a part. Of, you know, it was a, it was a whole lot of shit going up here, a whole lot, a whole lot. It wasn't easy being yourself. I tell you that. That shit going up in a time where you're, you feel different. Did you ever feel like, like you ever feel like the odd man out when you was in the growing up in like a town full of white people? And you was, uh, I, I felt like the odd man out just in general. Period. It didn't matter if it was in my friend group or. Only time I didn't feel like I was the odd man out was when I was with my family and my brothers. Mm. Anything else, yeah, I always felt like that. Always. I don't know if you ever had where you felt like your life, like you're the main character, obviously, you know? Yeah. And the TV shows about you. And so, yeah, I've always been like that. And I always felt like everyone else is the AI and I'm the only real person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can I could kind of attest to that. Like, yeah, just, a <laughs> just a little bit. Not to make myself sometimes narcissistic, but just a little bit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. That's how, I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but so, my next question to you is like, how did you, okay, you say you started music in high school? You started like releasing music senior year. I released my first mixtape with my brother at the end of my senior year. Yeah, like very end. Like I think maybe the month I graduated. So, how long you making music? I, I'm, I'm, let me make the calculations. I'm gonna try to guess in my head. You, I know you said around six, 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 eight, seven, eight years. 
So you're asking me how long I've been creating as far as like making rap music, releasing. making releasing my music. Yes. Yeah, uh, since uh, I wrote, I wrote the first everything on that first mixtape actually, which is crazy. I probably wrote when I was like 15 or 16, and it took me that long to put it out. So I was like 17 years old. But you said, so you said the reason it took you so long to get that was like confidence thing, right? A lot of confidence and a lot of not knowing what I was doing and not caring enough and not really, yeah. But a lot of it had to do with confidence too. Like, you know, the only thing, the only reason I did my music anyway was because of my brothers. I didn't tell you that. My brothers, my brother Jonathan was the first rapper in the family. And that shit would piss my parents off. Like, he would rap and they didn't like him rapping. Like, <laughs> he would be downstairs, a lot of shit rapping or whatever. And he got, he, uh, got his own studio equipment. He would bring people over to the crib all the time and record them. And then eventually my brother Solomon started doing rap. And yeah, eventually I had a ball suit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, so, y'all have been like, yeah, all of y'all follow the music? <laughs> Just about all of y'all? My mama cannot sing. Mom, I hope my mom don't listen to your podcast ever because she's going to be pissed. But my mom cannot sing. She tried to, but she can't sing. But I got all my, like, I think the music... But she always did keep me around music, though. I tell you that. Like, she was always, I was always around good music because of her. But my dad is where I got, and he can sing. My dad can sing his ass off. And he used to be in, like, a singing group back in the day. He's from New York. He had his own, he had background singers and shit. So I think everything that had to do with my music abilities and, and everything else, and, and the rest of my brothers, came probably from my father and his, and his influence he put on us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my two other brothers were rappers, so I followed suit with them, and I'm the only one that kept it really going. So I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I wrote my first rap at 13 though, but 15, I, I started really writing music at about 15, 15 years old. Would you say like when you was like trying to like when you was when you struggling with your music because like you know because you know what you're doing? Would you say you didn't know how, you didn't know how? I like to say I like to say when artists is great music. Mm-hmm. I also believe all of us carry some type of light, and your music is like a light that you were shining through. And would you say you didn't know how much light your music actually shine yet? In the beginning, yeah, heck no, bro, no, not even a little bit. I had no idea. I didn't know what I was doing at first. I was rapping for completely different reasons than what I do now. Now it's just a whole. It's a beautiful thing for what I do it now for, and I still get caught up in what whatnot. I'm. The world is the world, but uh, no. In the beginning, I did not know what I could do and what I was doing with words. Um, I didn't even think I was talented, to be honest. So, uh, if the answer is no, I did not at all. A lot of times when I say, like, I can speak from personal experience. I keep telling you my words right. Personal experience, the light that, you know, we shine through is like, we all have it. And... I think honestly, stepping into that light that we that we all have mm-hmm. is build, building ourselves in confidence, especially through God, because that light shine, shines through us. Because mm-hmm. we know we're. <clears throat> what, I'm, I'm trying to say the verse. I'm trying to say the verse correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, we're made in His image, so that light is going to shine through us yeah. because we have a gift implanted in all of us. Whether you whether you knew it or not, you're here where you are now. So, how would you say you found that light? I had to live life. I had to live. 
through a lot of things. I had to go through a whole lot of things, to be honest, that didn't even have to do with my music, to be honest. But then I had to experience a lot of things that directly were correlated to my music as well. Um, there were certain times where I performed. Uh, there was a Juneteenth festival I performed, as a matter of fact. And um, as I'm performing one of my, this is a specific song that I do, it's called Runaway. And it's a song talking about me running away from myself, more or less, not facing the things that I got going on, like my hardships and my, the demons is what, you know, for lack of better terms, is what people would call it. And I run away from them. And my vices is what I'll answer to instead of facing these things head on. And that's what that song was about. And I was performing this song and I look out in the crowd and I see this dude just crying. And I get off stage and he starts talking to me and he's telling me he wants to better his life and all this. And then one of my OGs, he works in a shop right next to my barbershop. He came to my show and he was talking to the guy as I was performing. And he had a conversation with me about how you see just how much you can do with just your your words and the energy. It's the energy that you're just coming off of you. Which kind of, he's the same person that told me, like, when you have a conversation, like this conversation we have right now, somebody is feeling this. States and states or even countries away. You know, so anyways, yeah, the situations like that is where I started to realize that it's bigger than me. It's not even, it's not about me trying to be on this stage and, and entertain you or any of that. It's what I can do and what God's doing through this thing that he gave to me. Like I said last time, I didn't even ask for this. I never asked to be some type of rapper. It just happened because my brothers were rappers and I wanted to follow like them and didn't even know what I was doing it for and it just became this thing to where I found that I can change, I can be a healer or something or I can, whatever it is, people can relate with me or they can feel not alone. There's a lot of beautiful things that come through being able to express myself through my art and what it can do for other people. And yeah, hell yeah. It was not always like that for sure. These are experiences that I had to find out like my performances or people talking to me about what my songs are doing for them. So yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that. That was kind of, that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Um, so we're gonna take a break, we'll be right back. So. And we're back. So like we were saying, so, I want you to name a time where you felt it seemed impossible to make it through in your life. Ooh, that's really, uh, oof. Um, okay. Um, do I gotta talk about this? Hmm? Do I gotta talk about this? I mean... No, I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, Alice. Alright, so, um... Oh, this is terrible. We can, we can take a quick run back and, like, you know... Uh, okay, so look, nah, there was just, it was just a point in time in my life, it was like 20, it's, okay, so, 2021, going into 2022, but mostly, honestly, it was a cool three years, if I'm being honest, 2020 to, from 2020 to about 2022 was a difficult time, mm -hmm. I had a whole lot of depression going on, and a whole lot of depression. I had gotten out of like a six year relationship and uh, I was drinking a whole lot of alcohol, 
So I was down bad. I was terrible. I kept losing a bunch of family members. In 2020, is it 2020? Are you talking about COVID or the year after COVID? No, nah, it was during COVID. It was during COVID. 20, I was, well, COVID, COVID was both 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Was the beginning or toward the middle of it? It was like the end of 2020. Okay. I lost my grandmother. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. My grandmother, my uncle, and my grandfather, like, within like a week of each other. Yeah. But then, so I, but, you know, I had been losing a lot of family members since 2015, like, since I graduated high school. So I guess there was a whole lot of death that was kind of happening, and those three deaths happened within a week. And then we had even more deaths happen after that. It was just not a good time. It was, not, it was a terrible time. And I was down, but I really didn't think I was, I was in bed a whole lot. I didn't want to talk to anybody. The depression was real. And I didn't, I didn't think, uh, I really literally could not see the other side. I was, I would say to myself, there's no way I can live like this for the rest of my life. There's no way I can do this. It was scary. It was scary thoughts because I didn't know what I was gonna do. So, yeah, that was that was the time. It was terrible. It was very terrible. But you know, came out on the side. We're good. This is a very real one, and this is a very real question. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. very, I'm gonna brace you for this. All right. In those in that time when you were in the depression season, did you ever any did you ever come across the thought that you wanted to just take care of life? And I'm gonna say well, this before you answer. I'm gonna say it's okay because me personally, from my experience. I have been there, and mm-hmm. I have, I literally was actually happy as my hand. My friend stopped me, and I mm-hmm. literally almost took my life. And I'm here today because of the grace I'm of my glad you did not. I'm glad you did not. I'm asking you personally, because I know depression is real. You can get, it is, it is hard to sort of go through life, and you just so. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. And, and that's how is. I got in a situation I'm in now with not being, like, you know, fully in school. Mm-hmm. That's because I was also doing the depression. I was going through a lot and trying to handle everything else. Yeah. So in that time, did you ever... And I like to say it's the devil just trying to ruin the light that we have to shine because we all have such an amazing purpose that we just don't know. And there's so many things we can discover mm-hmm. in this world. So did, did you think that, did you ever cross your mind that you just want to just throw in the towel and just just do it, commit it? All the motherfucking time. There was plenty of times where I just was like, I don't, like, I'm not going to say I necessarily want to harm myself, but I know for 120% facts that I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to be here right now. I want to be somewhere else. Well, I don't have to deal with any of this. That's how I felt. I felt like that for a long, 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 long time. So, damn near every single day, that's what the, the thought was. I don't want to be here. Mm. And there was times where I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I ever considered, like, I don't want to harm myself. But, like, damn, like, I want to find out how to not be here. So. It's a real experience. I think a lot of people yeah. can attest to Some people don't like to admit it, but... We don't talk about how mental health is actually a serious thing. We like to say, we like to say, oh, it's just something wrong with you. But really, it's, it's, it's something serious that should be talked about. Yeah, it's and real. And not treated as like, you know, it's something like, oh, you, you get over it. Yeah. Especially, especially like, like, even when you said we was having that conversation about, you know, like the differences in like generations. Because the difference in generations is because like, for example, some parents in the older generation be like, we ain't had time to be sad. We ain't had time to be sad. We had to keep moving. We had to keep going. Mm-hmm. But in the generation we live in now, we are priding ourselves in stopping. And in this third thing I'm actually making known, like rest, restart, rest, refocus as much as you need to. And that we've 
prime ourselves. I especially, I think our generation is starting to prime ourselves on that. Mm -hmm. So depression can be well acknowledged instead of being just pushed something that's pushed under 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 the brush. Yeah, back then they were suppressed, but they just kept moving. And really, they was mentally draining themselves. Which is probably where they're so mentally drained when they get so older. It's because they never took the time to actually rest, reset, and refocus everything. Those things do. Those are generational. Those curses. were generational curses. Those are certain things like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they pass that down to you by teaching you. You can't be depressed. But thankfully, a lot of us are able to rethink for ourselves and look past what somebody is just telling us to do. You know what I'm saying? We understand why we need to take the time to focus on shit like why we're we going through what we're going through, why we feel the way we do. And yeah. <clears throat> and that's a it's just a this a deep topic I'm sorry it's like a, a deep topic mm -hmm. to talk about because a lot of people experience it and don't talk about it it's true and honestly I didn't want to talk about it if it wasn't for my mother I I don't know where the hell I'd be I was super down bad my mom was the only person that I felt comfortable enough to even have a conversation with at the time my brother's kind of like he was kind of tearing them up too because they knew I was going through it and I just wouldn't talk to them I couldn't talk to them couldn't find a way to express. I was scared to. So, um, yeah, you know, you know, to have somebody to talk about these things with is essential, I think. Um, we can't brush out of the rug. Like, and for me, for me, like, experiencing certain things, I would never want somebody that I love or somebody around me to go through those things without me being there for. I feel like it's my obligation. That was a part of my journey. I had to go through that and learn these things so that I could help whoever through situations going through the same thing. If I can. How do you feel like moving forward you want your life to be? Uh, moving, like, I just really want to be focused on uh, I said this the last podcast. I want to be the best version of myself that I can I feel like I'm ordained to be some type of leader. <clears throat> I'm going through everything that I have to go through, but at the end of the day, it's my choice and what path I take and how I'm going to lead. So I think how I see things and how I want things to be is I just want to be the best version of myself to where I'm not leading anyone astray. Uh, I don't see anything physical for myself. All I know is that I have to work on what I have to work on, if that makes any sense. I've never been a visionary of where I see myself, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Even with music or anything, I, I don't know. But I pray that, you know, by me staying diligent and consistent and working on myself, that my future will be bright. And I think, I know it will. You want your future to be bright, right? Like a shining light. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Niggas gotta wear shades to come out the boy, all right? <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's kind of clever. You gotta wear shades to come around me. You feel me? You understand that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a good phrase right there. <laughs> okay, so I want to know more about, like, your, you kind of talked about your childhood, but, like, how did you, like, because, like, your faith life. Like, how did you build that? Because, like, I'm, 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 let me explain what I mean, like, when I said that. Because 
Like, I knew who God was as a kid. Like, we all knew who God was as our parents. We was going to church. We was going to church on Sundays. Or, you know, your parents taught you who God was. Mm -hmm. So, how did you actually form your own personal relationship? Because I think sometimes we forget that we actually grew up around it. But it actually takes us making a step to actually form our own personal relationship with yeah. God. I think, uh, I think I'm still developing this relationship with, with God. Damn. My mother was like, she's like, this... Uh, Christian and she took us to church and I went to church all through when I was a kid. Um, but when I was in church, when as a kid, I wasn't picking anything up until like my father. <coughs> my father didn't go to church, but he would uh, do like Bible study all the time. So he could just sit at the house at certain times, and those would be the times where I would start to understand things and actually pay attention to what's being read in the Bible. Um, but as far as me developing my own relationship with God is, first of all, I must say that everyone of my brothers, when we were born, what they say is they gave us back to God. So they say a prayer over us, and while, you know, and because my, that's what my uncle did for us. So I think no matter what, I was always, I had like a, just type of divine connection, no matter what. But, uh, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always had that. It's just been something I've been developing and making stronger and finding out new things to, as I've grown older, to be honest. I talk with myself, which I think is me talking with God. Like I talk with God all the time. That's all it is. I'm always trying to figure out what I'm doing, telling myself to not do this, asking why, what I need to do. All I've always done that. Uh, as long as I can remember. So, like I said, it's still developing. Still, I'm still figuring these new things out in my relationship. <clears throat> did I want to ask you? Did we talk about this? And I know I asked you this last time you're here. That asked, I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but that asked the question, What was your what, what is your impact? My impact? I think I, I think remember, you did. I remember asking that. I was wondering, like, what's that might be one of the ones where you was like, Yeah, I think I was quite related <laughs> because, yeah. My impact, uh, I guess that's going to have to go back to, I don't know what my impact is yet. I hope my impact is just directly, I hope, I hope I can live through my purpose and positively impact whoever I come across. How would, okay, this is something I have to ask you. How would you, what advice would you give to someone who doesn't know their purpose? And I, when I say their purpose, they don't know where to start. They have, like, they have. They've gone through everything, like they've graduated high school, they've done everything else. What would you say to someone who doesn't know their purpose? Or they're in high school, they're in college, wherever they may be in their life. They don't know what their purpose is. But how would you recommend finding your purpose? I think, well, I think a lot of us think things from a surface kind of place and not a deeper place. I think we'll look for our purpose, we're looking for a purpose through a job or whatever and not really understanding why we even doing things i think you have to find out who you are instead of like again we were having that conversation when you when you said there's something about you that you just love bringing people together mm. you also love to cook food so it's like i think a person who's looking from a surface level <clears throat> or just a physical level and just looking for like why am I not finding my deeper purpose is looking through let's use your characteristics right 
they're looking like, I love cooking food, but is this my purpose? When indeed the purpose is you bringing people together and, or, and bringing love amongst others, but you do it through being this talented chef. You know what I'm saying? So the purpose is not your gift, but it's what your gift is doing for the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? I think. I think personally, there's nothing about ourselves. I think everything we do and everything that has to do, if we're trying to be a, I think we should be given to the world. You know what I'm saying? That's that. That's the most beautiful thing. You know, you know when your parents. I don't know if your parents said this. My parents said this on Christmas. They didn't need no fucking presents from nobody. They loved to sit there and watch us open up our presents. <clears throat> and I thought it's just because the gift of giving to y'all and watching y'all enjoy this is the best gift that I could. Whatever. And that's like a metaphor for like the rest of the world too. I think being able to give to the world. I've never felt no much better than when I can. When I found that my music was doing certain things for people. Like seeing that dude cry or I had a homeboy tell me he felt like he was alone until he heard a certain song that I wrote. I gave something to him I didn't even know I was giving to him. And I think that's like, those are the beautiful things about our impact or our purpose. It ain't got nothing to do with me being a rapper or a good rapper. That is just because it's just a blessing that I was given to be able to be God's medium. You know what I'm saying? If sometimes people don't want to hear just a regular conversation. Maybe sometimes people need to relate with you through a song. Maybe it was a song they needed for them to get whatever they needed. And I was the person to give it to them. God was using me as this medium, gave me this talent, but that's not my purpose. My purpose was what I gave to that person. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think soul searching. You gotta find out who you are, what you love, why you love it. And not just looking, I think a lot of us just look in the wrong direction. And I think the more we get away from this worldly bullshit that we kind of get caught up in, because we want to, all we see is famous people and what they're doing and how they're successful. And man, really, this is not, there's no importance in that. It's a blessing to have that. But uh, yeah, your purpose starts from within, for sure. Like you got to find out who you are why you do what you do, what it's doing for others. That's all I can really say on that, to be honest, I think. How would you, okay, this is the next question. Because it relates back to kind of what you said about making, like, you know, I'm sorry, my mind is, it kind of relates back to what you said when I asked you about impact. Like, what do you want, what would you say you want to change in the industry, you want to bring to the, industry, the music industry? Because you, like you said, we all bring something. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to bring that's different? Because every artist has something that's different. But what do you want to bring that's differently and makes an impact into the music industry? I think I, what I want to bring to the idea of this whole industry is that uh, I guess I can't say me because that wouldn't make sense to anybody who's listening. But uh, <laughs> like I'm a normal ass dude. Like I, there's nothing. Honestly, I don't believe there's nothing flashy about me. There's not. There's no. Like I like to just be myself, and I think being yourself is not having to succumb to a bunch of weird bullshit that other people are doing is cool. I think if I can be somebody's favorite artist, just like a Drake or a Lil Uzi or whatever, by just being myself. That's the message I'm gonna tell people. Like, bro, just 
Like I told you, I grew up being meek and everything else and not being myself, finding it hard to find out how to be who, Ish who Ishmael is. I spent whole my whole life pretty much rejecting who Ishmael is by chilling with certain people and not acting a certain way or acting a certain way around them, allowing things to happen that I don't agree with, not speaking on how I feel. All that shit's important. So if I could just be somebody's favorite artist by just being all that, then that's exactly what I want to do. That's all I care about. That's what we need, I think. I don't need no motherfucking chain or all that extra shit. Like, if that, you know what I'm saying? That's what I don't, that's what I want to bring, if I guess. Some realness. Some real shit. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so. Okay, let's, you are, okay, we talked about, you know, how much you, you, you talked about your music, talked about your faith life. Um, let's talk about how did you start cutting people hair? Like, let's let's talk about that story. Like, how did you start cutting hair? Let's <laughs> on the slick, it started with like a lie, probably. Um, a not lie. a lie, but like it, lie? it started with some confidence. I'll tell you oh. that. My homeboys, I, I can't remember if it was my homeboy Joe or my homeboy Keenan that I cut first ever, and I, I would just cut my homeboys in my bathroom from time to time, and and I told them I could cut. Yeah, I got you. Bathroom. And the thing was, I wasn't lying, you feel me? Like, my dad would cut my hair growing up. And mm -hmm. I understood the concept of how to cut hair. I understood the lineups and everything. So, I just took my dad's shit and I would cut my homeboy's hair from time to time. And it would turn out okay. And I got better with time. And that had to be when I was... I'd say the first time I cut somebody's hair, I'd probably like... Shit, let's see. Probably like a freshman or something in high school. Probably like 14, 15 years old. 13, 14, 15, around that time. Probably the first times I was cutting somebody's hair. I remember I cut my boy Joe's hair a couple times. And <laughs> my homeboy Keenan used to rock the... So he was from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he he was... Coming from Atlanta to East Tennessee, <laughs> you're going to stick out. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Your style is different. Your attitude is different. East Tennessee is not Atlanta. It's not, it's not Atlanta, Georgia. So he had the high top fade with like the step in it. And mm -hmm. he would get a design in the back. Niggas was never seeing that around here. He was the first person ever to have that. So he had the high top when he needed to get his shit cleaned up. He was at my crib one day and asked if I could cut hair. And I did it. I, I freaked the shit. Y'all ain't gonna lie to you. I did it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And uh, I think I knew right then and there. I was like, well, I can get my way through anything. If I can cut his hair with this high top fade that I ain't never done and ain't tried, <laughs> I, could, I can do anything with this haircut and shit. I probably cut my homeboy's hair and, and my brother's hair in that bathroom for years on years on years. And then, uh, it was never a real consistent thing. But how I got into the barbershop, I actually got into the barbershop was, uh, I cut my dreads, my locks off for the first time. I think it was 2018 was when I cut them off. And uh, I was like 19 years old, 19, 20 years old. I can't remember. Do you know 2018? No. Do you know 2018 is for like six years ago? You said 2018? It's six years ago. That's crazy. The thought of that to me oh, is like crazy. Oh, don't even say that. That was six years ago? That was six years ago? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Like six or five years ago. 2018 was six or five years ago. Because the thought of that is crazy. I feel like it was just 2018 or 2019. So it's just the thought of that is crazy. Like, I know it's off topic. But it just, it cracked in my mind. Because I was talking to a friend about that. I was like, 2018 is 
bro, I've been out of high school for eight years. That's two years short of ten years. I'm about to be on a 10-year university in two years. <sighs> Stop the podcast. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? That's crazy. I didn't even, yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's that is wild. That's very wild. What was I talking about? That just messed me up, bro. I'm sorry. He was talking about. No. He was talking about how you cut your locks off in 2018. And you said 2018. I thought about how this. It Man, was damn the, them locks, bro. I'm getting old. Not <laughs> dang the locks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I cut. That's crazy. I didn't realize I've been out of school for eight years. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I cut my locks off like 2018, and that was the first time I ever went to a barbershop. I had my dad used to cut my hair when I was a kid. My dad, mm-hmm. and my mom. Mm-hmm. They used to tear my ass up, but I used to get made fun of, and that's why I grew my hair out in the first place. So, okay, look, actually, let's take you in depth with the story. My dad used to cut all our hair. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't give a damn. He got an attitude problem. My dad, real strict. He's strict, and he's very short-tempered. <laughs> so, we, you in the chair is sit still, get your hair cut real quick, and ain't no arguing, ain't none of that. Um, So, he gave us the damn military cut for my last time and then he got fed up with it he's done with it my mom started cutting my hair she was never allowing me to grow my hair out never as much as I wanted to I had to keep the wavelength I'd get to a mini fro and she'd chop that bitch down <laughs> so uh she would cut my hair and like she was lining me up and the lineup was terrible of course it was terrible I was going to school I didn't know no better though cause I had never been to a barbershop I was just getting my hair cut by them I didn't know my haircuts was bad until niggas started making fun of me. <laughs> and they used to get on my ass, yo. So, uh, the first real nice haircut I ever had was my brother Paul. And, and he was he was saucing me up. I had like the actual lineup and shit. I was like, yo, this is crispy. And I'm like, so I'm gonna get him to cut my hair from now on. And he was very unreliable cutting my hair. So, I wouldn't feel like my mom touch my shit again. And I was like, alright, I cut my own hair. I don't know if you've ever seen them little trimmers. It could be like nose hair trimmers or like armpit hair trimmers. I don't know. But I will line myself up with that shit after cut my hair. <laughs> you want to see a picture? For the podcast, can't, the podcast can't see the picture, but I'll show you the picture. I want to show you how bad I was tearing my lineup up. It's terrible. Um, yeah, so I was cutting my, I started cutting my own hair, messing my lineup up. And it got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to just grow my hair out. And I started growing the locks. So I had never been to a barbershop or none of that. And then they cut it off 2018 and started uh, going to the barbershop with my boy Ant, which is who got me into to the barbershop now. This is terrible. Take a look. Just take a look, man. Look how far back my joint was. Oh. I was real young. That's I was you. just taking my shit all the way back. That's me. That's you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> That's a real, you gotta glow up because that's that's a real adjustment. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. That was I'm sorry. That was that was me. That was me. Uh, I started going to get my hair cut by him, and I was still cutting hair in the bathroom from time to time. And of course, him being my barber and the homeboy, I was like, "Yeah, hey, look at look at this haircut I did on my brother. Look how clean this is." And he was like, "Shit, man, what are you doing? Just get into the barber. Go to barber school. I'll open up a barber shop. You come work with me." And that's exactly what happened. I got into barber school that year. Uh, and started going to school, got out of school, and instantly got into the shop with him, and the rest has been history. It's been beautiful, I ain't gonna lie. Cutting hair, since I've been since I've been into this barbershop cutting hair, it's felt like I have not had a job. Like, 
hating to wake up to go to work and all that shit. Like, it's not like that. I don't like to wake up early still, but it's just not the same. I don't have a job no more. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy who I'm around. So that's been a huge blessing. Huge blessing. Probably one of the best decisions I made for my career <laughs> past this far. I can't lie. So you just, you love it? I love, I, I'm not going to say I love cutting hair all the time. Cutting hair is another art form. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can get annoying, especially when you're tired and people want this, that. But it's still fun. I, I enjoy cutting hair for sure. I, I enjoy doing the art. And more than anything, it's the environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like the people that I'm around, it makes it amazing. I laugh all day. You ever laugh until you start sweating and shit? Uh, but I can't breathe. I, <laughs> like, anybody look, say shit. <laughs> I can't breathe. Like, I think last time I was laughing so bad and I started like, uh, Fixing? I did this work. Like, I think I was like, I think I'm gonna do a little bit because my friends know. I was like, <gasps> like you was hyperventilating. <laughs> that's the word. Hyperventilating. That's the word. That's hyperventilating. And it was about to die. Wasn't my friend? Was, no, it was all my friends and my other friend, Lene. She she's on the podcast. <laughs> Lene, she was hyperventilating. We was all we just, we call it late night talks, uh-huh. and we sit on the phone. And we just talk about random stuff. Like, this. like it's, probably, we, it's not actually too late. It's like nine o'clock to like probably like whenever. Like okay. And we just talking. And so one time it was so, it was so funny. It was all of my friends, the whole group, and she was happy. Like and I think all you in my two two of the friends that were roommates, right? Two of my friends, the, two of the people in the group that were roommates, Lynn mm-hmm. and my other friend that were roommates. So now was talking about what she hear from the other room. Like she get her on the floor, like. <laughs> 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 That was our topic. That's how you know it's a good laugh. Yeah. That's how you know it's a good laugh. You dig know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's one of the things about vibrating that irritates you? Uh, clients, for sure. I'm not going to say that I, I'm the best, but these motherfuckers be very inconsiderate with sometimes your time, sometimes, or your. Well, mostly it's just that your time. You know, they don't really think about it. So, you know, other than that. I think, yeah, nothing else really bothers me. It's just really... And that's how it is with everything. It's just people. You know what I'm saying? I do with Actually, people. I got a question. So, like, I've been to... I, you know, I was, I know I've been to the barbershop before. Mm. So, like, my cousins tell me, because I have an issue... I always have an issue with staring. Like, I just stare. And I'm not actually staring at you, but I'm just staring. <laughs> so, like, this is the question I was asking. So, you want to like, say something about a lineup, nigga? No. <laughs> so, like, do you find it... Like, my cousins say it's weird. And other human barbershop say it's weird. I don't. I don't mean to do it, but you find it weird for your client to stare directly, directly at you while you cutting if your I'm, hair. If I'm getting, like I said, if I'm getting somebody lined up and they staring in my eyes, I mean, you really gonna experience everything as a baller. So it's not like I ain't used to it, but like it definitely make you a little. It's a little like, hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna look at this nigga back. I'm just gonna keep giving him this lineup. You understand? Know <laughs> if I turn you to the side and I'm cutting the side of your hair and I see you doing this. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this thing's tripping, but the side, the side eyes, I can see the lineup, but the side eyes, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's giving bombastic side. Like, no, no. Oh, also, also, it's not just the time with with clients either. Clients honestly sometimes be getting rambunctious. This nigga will be in your chair, moving his head and everything else. So, but it is still just people. It's customers. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's part of life. People. Yeah. Yeah. People. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Say less. 
And we're back. We back in there. We back in there. Okay. So, actually, I want to ask you, or actually, I want to ask you, do you have anything you want to say? Any questions you want to? Oh, uh, what has gotten you? What, what really made you want to start doing this podcast? Ooh. Okay, that's that's not into it. Right, I don't know why I said ooh. <laughs> I'm just being dramatic. Um, <laughs> um, what is what made me start was the I said it in the trailer the need for meaningful conversations that I can relate through my experiences mm-hmm. and my co-host experiences, bringing people who have can relate to experiences and what they've been through and what they've learned throughout their entire life. And relating that together, having just one conversation, especially with the crew, and now through extended through Tossing Talk Tuesday, which is now going to be one on one conversation, one on one more meaningful conversations, hearing people's voice because the devil wants to silence the people of God, mm. but we have a voice that needs to be heard because our voice. I don't think we realize that voice and our voice speaks power and speak measures, and people just think our voice is just words, but our voice speaks power. So I'm like. It travels like you know. Mm-hmm. And it's voice and speaking is also this world is filled with energy, and I think we don't talk about how energy is built with everything. And the reason I want to start this was built built on that. It was built on a meaningful conversations through young black voices, and not just young black voices, but young voices mm-hmm. a- being able to be heard and having li- having people that don't feel like they've been heard enough to actually feel like they've been heard and relate to what's being talked about on the show. That's Meaningful conversation. That's just it sounds so dope. What I'm saying now, it sounds so dope. When you just hear yourself talking, and it sounds so dope. What you were saying, like I never said the word dope a day in my life. <laughs> I, think, I think I've been around you a little too much for today. And we, we, and that has dope. Yeah, dope. Hey, yeah, dope. And it started off years ago. This podcast, I said it so many times, supposed to release in 2020 with my friend Ayana, who is co-founder. She's really behind the scenes. She's she just handles a lot of behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. and she is she's she's one of my closest friends. And I met her at a program in UT. We, she's from Knoxville, okay. and she's from Memphis. And I'm, I'm from Memphis. I'm from, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She's from Knoxville. I'm from Memphis. Okay. But I went to a college program in UT, and she lives she lives in Knoxville. So, okay. and what's funny is her parents are from Memphis, so she comes back and forth to Memphis. Mm. And we was catching up, and I had talked to my cousin. I want to start a podcast. She talked to her friends. She want to talk to talk, start a podcast. And we was having a conversation. We came up with the idea, toss and talk. And it the, the idea transferred so much. Okay. Because it's supposed to be politics. It's yeah. supposed to be t- politics based. Then it was pop culture, and then it became it was, and we realized. A meaningful voice, meaningful conversation. Let's talk about life. We can. We've talked about politics on here. We've talked about life. We talked about God. We talked about pop culture. We let's talk about it all, mm. and let's let's just toss toss in topics yeah. and talk about it. And yeah, that's yeah. what we do here. And in July, coming up in July twentieth, this will be our one year anniversary of doing this. Hell yeah, man! Congratulations, second season. Congratulations for sure, bro. Thank this you. is beautiful. This is beautiful, bro. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm very glad. You're any more questions you gotta ask me? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck? No, I'm just fucking with you, bro. Woodchucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you got any more questions for me? Uh, what made you start singing? What is your What is your music background? That's a better question. A lot of people don't know I can sing. What is your music background then? What What is like? <clears throat> Do your parents, were your parents uh, keep you, they keep you around music or? What's funny is, my dad can't sing a tune. 
My dad cannot sing. <laughs> my mother can, she can hold a song, but she can't like sing. Mm. She always thought I would sing better than her. And my grandmother was not singing, my grandma was singing. Nobody in my family sings except my cousin Jada. She had to take singing lessons. Mm. But I think I'm the only person in my family that really like sings. Yeah. I went to Sylvia, she knows how to hold a tune. I know how to hold a tune too, but I think I have, I know how to actually sing. Mm. And I think it's just something God gave me because like, I am actually open up about this. I didn't act like when I had a conversation we had about the music. I never told anyone I wanted to just write. Like I just want to do it one time, write a gospel song, and maybe do a gospel album after that, and just leave it at that. Like I want to just because I thought I did something I wanted to do, and some, just experience it one time. I don't want to actually make it my career. It's just something I want to experience and do one time because yeah. I feel like the art. Because music is an art, and I have learned so many, so much about myself. The talents that we all have, mm -hmm. like I learned that we we all have so many talents that we just don't know. Because I've learned. Like I love the actually the concept of TV shows. Like I actually wrote a few scripts. I wrote a few stories mm. in, my, in my in my in my Google Docs. I'm actually writing, writing a book right now. That's and dope. it's just and it's like and then singing too is just like something I add on to. And I'm actually, and I'm I'm just in the process of like I want to add singing to my life. I know I want to be a choir director one day. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna leave, leave singing in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to be a choir director because I love the. I love the <laughs> and what got me into singing? I never answered your question. You were like, "This nigga over here not answering my question." No. <laughs> now, to answer your question, um, what got me into singing was just I love music. Like in fifth grade, I used to fifth and fourth grade, I was in like the little children, little choir thing. I used to be in orchestra too, but um, I was in the choir thing, and I used to be able to sing. I guess I I didn't lose my voice. I lost how to navigate my voice mm. and actually like hold the tune and then I, it came back to me and realized that my voice, I had a good voice when I, when my friend Jayla, I showed you a picture, she, she convinced me to join the East Asian Gospel Choir, she said, come out, I came and that's when I really found how much, I knew I loved music but that's when I really loved it because I used to also sing in the choir back at my old church, mm. my neighbor used to go to and I would be in, I was only young, young person in the choir because mm. it was a small church yeah. and, it was, and I was the only young person in the choir, I had a few solos I used to be scared to actually sing in front yeah. of people, but now I'm gonna show you. Before you leave, I'm gonna show you if you should be singing. Like I would, I, I, I would going down into the audience. Like, come on, get up, yeah. get up, like, <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. So I think my love for music and the love of God and just letting God just sing through me. Yeah. That is always by Him. Yeah, for sure. That's how I got to sing it. Okay, that's a good answer. Last question, that's not a question you got. Whatever you got for me, you give me the song. Um, drop a tongue. Me? Yeah. Drop a tongue? Yeah. Like, like a song? I'm just fine. Oh, <laughs> I am. I'm just fine. But, um, my next question for you. Actually, I really don't have any more questions for you. I guess I gotta drop a tune, then. <clears throat> <laughs> what's the what's one place you want to go in life like one place where's the place you, i know you say you want to leave Grand city where's the place you see yourself living or area in the united if you don't know is that area area living city. right yeah oh man uh <laughs> i don't know I, th I feel like i could be anywhere i don't i don't see myself in somewhere like oregon or like who, who who lives in Oregon? You know what I'm saying? I've been thinking like who lives in Oregon and Utah? Like what is that? Okay, see, as I'm saying, I won't say Utah. I don't see myself. I know neither one of them Dakotas. 
Somewhere, somewhere, someway, I'm getting there. And if, if to look, if like if Mexico wasn't so crazy mm-hmm. in certain places, I I want to live in just Mexico. I don't know what it's like, but <laughs> I'm trying to see what it's talking about. <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't want to go back to Memphis when I graduate. I can dig. Um, the only thing that keeps me in Memphis is always the family, my family. I said that Memphis has no. Like to me, my friends too, but I, I know my friends don't visit a lot in Memphis, so it's like my family is something that keeps me in Memphis. Um, I think I did I say Memphis or Memphis? I don't remember what I just said. Wait, you, you, did you say Memphis with an R? I think so. I'm trying Memphis to, and I Mercy. Think, I think I made a mistake and did it by mistake. <laughs> I don't know if I did or not, but my friend Nick makes jokes about that all the time. But um, I think I would want to live somewhere like I thought about living in Atlanta, but I was like, no. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. I would love. To, I would. I thought about living in Atlanta. It's like I'm so young, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know yet. And it's like I'm exactly. still figuring out how to spread my light through here mm-hmm. because it's a starting branch. Because I'm starting, like you know, the John City person's here. Mm-hmm. I'm starting here and spreading it. This podcast out and spreading myself out. So I'm starting somewhere. So where I go next after I graduate college, I do not know. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I want to travel. I want to travel more. Definitely when I travel, get them funds, when I get these funds right, it's gonna be a hot boy yeah. summer. It's gonna be a hot boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I definitely, I definitely think you should travel. Traveling is how you're gonna find these things. Though, find out at least what you like. But I, I know that I have to probably be somewhere for an extended amount of time to start seeing what it's like to live somewhere else. Like I gotta go somewhere for more than just four or five days. What's the biggest advice you want? I have two quick, quick questions. What's the biggest advice you wanna give somebody? Who wants to go into music and doesn't know where to start? Oh, that's a good question because I don't ever think about what advice I should give people. Um, I mean, personally for me, it's like, bro, please stop trying to do what everybody else is doing. You feel me? Like, just do do what you feel in your heart, bro. Like, not everybody is supposed to rap or go into music, I guess, but go into it because you love music don't do it because mm-hmm. you think music is going to get you paid or something like that I think because then it's like man we start to lose a lot of art art form in making music I think there's a lot of just regurgitated stuff <clears throat> and also man I mean be pre- if you're an independent artist be prepared to work your ass off it is not easy it is not for the weak um, it gets discouraging at times Most important thing in anything you do on to be successful is just consistency. So, how would you rec- how what would you say to someone 
to when they're going through life and trying to keep God in their life, but also build their life, build their career. You gotta do. You have to do it through God. I think you know what I'm saying. Pray for the right steps that that you need to take, and ask God to order your footsteps. Order my steps and you know what I'm saying? I think. Order my steps and you know what I'm saying? Oh, order my steps and you. Sorry. Yeah, that's hey, listen. <laughs> go ahead and sing it then. That's, no, I'm not singing that. That's, that's the song. <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta, like, you know, not every opportunity is uh, uh, the one for you and one you need to be taken. It's like, you know yourself, you know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Um, don't compromise mm. for, for everything, you know what I'm saying? You don't just compromise. You know who you are and know what you're stand on and stand on that I think that's how you gotta you just you ask God to show you how you're supposed to be moving move that direction mm. okay and this is this could be anything mm -hmm. what advice do you want to leave the viewers listeners and everyone else sacrificing uh sacrifice or discipline and sacrifice is a beautiful thing so Sacrificing for what you want most is way more important than getting what you want right now, if, you know, if that makes any sense. There's a quote, I think the quote is, the chief cause of failure is trading what you want most for what you want right now. So focus, know what it is you want, and don't get distracted. Don't let things take you off that pathway. Keep moving forward. Be all right. Yeah. Well, that was good information. That was good advice. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thank you, thank as you. Another I guest. It. Thank you for being our first Talks and Talk Tuesdays. I appreciate you having me. It was dope. It was dope. I enjoyed it. Thanks for coming back. Do not be afraid to come back. Oh, I'm gonna be back. <laughs> I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be back. Okay. With that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening. We can wish you guys blessings and peace. If you're going through finals, this will be released on finals week. That's actual finals week. Wishing you blessings and peace. And whatever you may be going through in life, keep your head up. Remember to live in the, live in the moment, enjoy the view, and just take some time to actually live in life and enjoy, enjoy life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And rest, refocus. My rest, restart, refocus as much as you have to. Triple R, triple R, rest. Refocus. I mean, restart and refocus as much yes. as you have to. Yes, sir. With that, being said, with that being said, let God order your steps. And order your steps aside of here. And we'll see you guys another week. Howl. Bye. What's up, guys? We hope you enjoyed this episode of Toss and Talk. We thank you so much for your viewership. And, talk, and you are what makes Toss and Talk possible every single week. Don't forget to stay connected and follow us on Instagram at, at Toss and Talk. And remember to always live in the moment and enjoy the view. This is Nick signing out. Have a blessed day.